Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to a Friday. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. The Roy Philpott and Kelly Stoffer of KXNO. <laughs> Miller and Condon on your radio here today uh, from 10 until noon. We were having a little bit of fun here before the show uh, about we're looking at the announcing crew. Gus Johnson will be for Iowa, Michigan. And more importantly, Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt will be there, who is one of our favorites, certainly color commentators out there for football. Up in Ames, ESPN 2. Has Roy Philpott. Have you heard of Roy I'd before never today? Heard of Roy Philpott. And I might have listened to a game he's done earlier this year and had no idea it was Roy. Mm-hmm. Not familiar with his resume and his body of work, but he'll be in Ames, and him and Kelly Stoffer have that one at the exact same time. As a boy, it does feel like a main event in the Big Ten, doesn't it? Yes, it, really it does. does. I, I think we're going to learn so much about this Iowa team. We're going to find out yep. if everything we've seen over the first four games of the season, the first five weeks, if if our eyes are deceiving us or if it's truthful. I believe this is a good team. I certainly believe that Iowa is better than Michigan right now. Will that play out on the field? We will see 25 hours from right now. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's an interesting game tonight. Well, it's a great day of baseball, too. Mm -hmm. It's a terrific day in the AAC. I'm going to be watching that one. I'm assuming you'll tune in. Well, you've got high school football tonight. I do. Uh, And then probably Central Florida and Cincinnati won't appear on the show at any point on Monday, so uh, you get a pass to do your (laughs) high school football for that one. A lot of baseball conversation coming up today, at least in the first segment of the program, because we will segue to football very quickly after that. The Cardinals draw first blood. Trent, they're an unbelievable baseball team. I don't know how they do it. I'm just going to sit back and watch them uh, continue to play and find ways to win games. And they did again yesterday, despite Carlos Martinez trying to give it up in the ninth inning. A couple of long balls. Freeman got every single bit of his uh, to deep center. But you know what? It wasn't enough. And the Cardinals uh, take game one of that series. By the way, the BMW of Des Moines guest list coming up on the program today. Uh, Dylan Montz is going to lead things off. Uh, Iowa State, TCU. It's an 11 o'clock kick. Very important I don't know if it's more important for either team necessarily. Iowa State doesn't want to fall 0-2 in Big 12 play as they, you know, that historical season that was not promised but certainly speculated about. uh, If this one gets away, so does the historical aspect of this season in all likelihood because Mm -hmm. with Oklahoma and Texas still to come. So take care of business, Iowa State, uh, and, uh, you know, let's make that – uh, that part of the conversation linger here for a few more weeks. I guess, Trent, and I, I looked at uh, my iPhone weather-wise, it's going to, I mean, the rain's going to be, it starts at midnight tonight, and by the looks of things, it continues right through early, late morning, rather. Wow. Not it, good. 
Now, the grass lots they announced Close. yesterday closed, which we anticipated really all throughout mm-hmm. the week as soon as the rains really started and to come Pollard here. put out an interesting tweet earlier, and I think he's, he's 100% right. It's time to pave the grass lots. Oh, yes. And his, and his and I'm paraphrasing, but the other part of his tweet, you know, there was a day or was a time not too many years ago when they didn't need to be paved because 35,000 people mm-hmm. were going to football games in Ames. <laughs> this just in, that's changed. Add another 25K to that number, and you're going to have to find places to park for these folks and if you eliminate all those grass lots which were fun to park in mm-hmm. i've parked i've tailgated there in the past been a long time uh but um certainly have done that and you know it's, it's time that they pave them is, is because this is the fact they're running out of room to park tailgating i prefer grass over pavement but just because when, when you fall it doesn't hurt as much well, yeah yeah that helps certainly that's a part of it i don't know playing bags playing different yard games just walk around here and the leaves crunch underneath your feet it feels more tailgatey to me. But yeah, that's, I get it. That's fair. That's kind of what I grew up with. But with what they're dealing with, what they're continually dealing with there, I certainly would take pavement over mud. Yeah, and that's what it's been. And and or pavement over the alternative. And what this is going to be, no place to park. No place to park. Well, they'll uh, they'll accommodate everybody. Just going to be a little bit. Uh, you're going to have to have some patience uh, as you make your way to uh, Ames uh, for the game tomorrow, eleven o'clock TCU. Uh, Tom Caker's going to join us at ten forty-five. He's heading over to Ann Arbor with the rest of. I'm not sure who's Tom's uh, wingman in the car. Might it be John Bowenkamp from the Maven? The Maven making some news yesterday. Boy, Sports Illustrated, Trent. Mm-hmm. And I know it's the times we live in. And sadly, these publications. Um, they're going away, you know. They're right. they're just going away. And Sports Illustrated, a staple of so many people in our listening audience, sports fandom. Um, sports Illustrated in the mailbox was you looked forward to it. And for me, I, I instantly glanced glanced at the first two or three pages. Not faces in the crowd. I didn't care about that because I didn't know any of them. Um, but just the pictures. Um, the game action pictures were mm-hmm. just, it was, you, you had to look at them. Then right to the back page to read Rick Riley's column, who at the time was uh, on top of his game. But uh, Sports Illustrated gone. In the 11 o'clock hour, Chiefs Insider will take a peek at Sunday night football, the Colts and the Chiefs. They had Cheeses going to join us. Maybe the biggest game of the entire NFL weekend. The Packers go on the road to take on the Cowboys. And both of those teams coming off losses. Bama Bob is back with us. Claxons and then our picks before we get out of here at noon. So a lot of ground to cover. And let's get right into it. Baseball yesterday. Because um, I want to hit on the NFL game because that was a classic. That was oh, a it really was. good football game. And right as we were leaving, I told you, hey, you know, you don't need that one and a half. Yeah, you did. Whoops. <laughs> Just go the money line. I love the Rams. Right. Oh, boy. Funny what that half a point would do, yes. right? It would have been the difference for a, a, a positive outcome for a lot of people as opposed to the outcome that uh, you find yourself in here today. <laughs> but the Cardinals, Trent, look at hats off to them. Uh, they did it again. They came back and, and uh, took that game. What were they down? 3-1, I want to mm-hmm. say, yeah. going into the seventh inning and uh, put up... They put up a couple in the eighth and a big a big number uh, in the ninth inning, a four spot in the ninth inning. You're thinking to yourself, you know what? This thing is uh, going to go their way. And it did. Already had Martinez out there as he got the last in the out inning. of the yep. eighth. So you feel, all right, he's already out there. Mm-hmm. This lead, no problem. Yeah, that's Cruising. what it seemed like, right? And then a couple of long balls leave the ballpark and... All of a sudden, we've got a game, but they were able to get out of it. Boy, if you're a Braves fan, and I know there are some in the listing audience, including one who uh, works here. So we we got who? We've got, I know Fale's got to be a Cardinal fan. He is, yes. Uh, Murphy, don't know. 
Heather, Cubs, Travis, don't know. Ross, Yankees. Ugh. You, Twins. Yes. Me, Blue Jays. So I guess if there's only one Cardinal and one Brace fan, right? And one Twins fan? And two White Sox fans on yeah, Saturday they're mornings. Out too. They're out too. Yeah, White right. Sox didn't make it? No, they didn't get in no. this year. Uh, next year, maybe. We'll see. But um, Acuna. Not hustling on that. What would have been a double? I mean, that ball's hit the right field. Fowler would have had no chance to get Acuna. Uh, at seventh inning, I want to say. It was the seventh inning. And, you know, then he would get doubled off when Josh Donaldson would hit a bullet to the shortstop. And boom, uh, Acuna straying too far off second base. He would have been on third. Would he have scored? We know he didn't. Mm-hmm. And we know he didn't hustle. And that's the second time uh, in the last uh, few weeks that this guy's been, A, first of all, called out by his manager. Snitker sat him down for a game and then his teammates yesterday were very critical of a very good young player who needs to figure out what it's all about. You know, I was very surprised early on just the shakiness of the Cardinals defense too and it, and it had that feeling Long, at 3-1. Yeah, yeah, yes, that was kind of, that was a weird play. Now he's been banged up mm-hmm. and hasn't seen the field a whole lot. Can that play in? I, I possibility? Guess, I guess. I mean, it's, it's a convenient excuse mm-hmm. at, on, the, on the same time. Look, you got to make that play Major League Second Base. I mean, I guess. I, I had, That's why they're errors. Through the first five, six innings, I just felt, all right, Braves got this one. That's what I thought, too. And what's the old, I, th- I think there's a, isn't there a term for the Cardinals? Don't they call them like the, the devil, devil something? Because he can't uh, kill them. They're can. just, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. And it continued again last night, this organization, the way that they play, the collection of talent, one through 25, it's not as good as the rest of the teams no. in the playoffs. <laughs> no, but collectively... Right. As a team, we're seeing it. By the way, if you're a Cardinal fan and a Cardinal fan of baseball on the radio, well, game two is today. Fanatics out. Cardinals in. Murph and Andy, abbreviated show, they're off, I want to say 3.30, but yes. it's somewhere in that. But on Sunday for game three, and if you have to hear the game or you want to hear the game on the radio, you'll hear it on WHO. That game is being moved to the flagship, the 50,000-watt blowtorch, WHO Radio. We'll have that on Sunday afternoon as we carry the Iowa Wild Sunday, which will be the second game of the regular season. Oh, by the way, they dropped the puck on the 2019-20 season. It sounds weird, 19-20, but that's where we are. Uh, tonight, 7.05 down at Wells Fargo. If you're a hockey fan, the Bucks tomorrow at 6. Want to give them some love as well. Uh, but uh, the Cardinals will play on the radio game. Game three on WHO. Let's do a little bit more house cleaning. We have this contest that's going on, and mm-hmm. this is a contest that's, um, you know, it's, it's it's for really, it's a really good prize, especially if you're a Hawkeye fan or a college football fan, if you're a Penn State fan. Although we want the tickets to go to a Hawkeye fan. That would be good. But, but look, we're not going maybe to. Maybe the Pinder family up in Ankeny. Well, Maybe. Jake is kicking for the Nittany Lions. Indeed. Wouldn't that be something? If the, I'm guessing he can get in, though. Probably. Right? probably. Yeah, the folks. But maybe a cousin, an uncle, an aunt. There you go. Well, the tickets are in section, where did we say, 211? Yes. 211, yeah. the corner of the end zone for these ones. We've also got Purdue tickets coming up. We've also got Minnesota tickets giving up, coming up there, courtesy of our friend Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. So we ask you, and very few of you have, uh, to go to kxno.com and... That's where you'll sign up, and it's it's a simple contest, folks. It's total points in tomorrow's Michigan-Iowa game. If you're closest, without going over, you'll get the tickets. And you don't have to come to pick them up here. We're going to email them to you. Oh, wow. So it's it's a very simple contest. And, and again, the um, the response 
Like if this Not what a, you wanted? If this was a two to four, a four to six, a six to eight contest, this thing would have thousands. We've barely crossed the hundred number. <laughs> so what I'm saying is you've got a really good chance to win yes, these things. Yeah. It's embarrassing I have to say that way, but it's true. Um, and if you want to win these tickets, you've got a great chance to do so. KXNO.com. Click the contest link. Simple. How many points? Don't have to tell us who wins. How many points will be scored? Closest without going over. That's it. There's a tiebreaker. I think it's passing yards by, is it Nate Stanley or Iowa? By Iowa, it. yeah. Yes, in case Stanley got hurt. That'll also be close. Or a trick play. Going. Or a trick play. And we could see that tomorrow. We could. What will we see today in baseball? This is a special day in baseball, Trent. I love this Friday when there's four games unfolding very early, beginning in the afternoon. What, 1 o'clock, I believe, the Houston-Tampa series starts. And then it's just on for the rest of the day. It's a wonderful day. Uh, There's a decent college football game tonight, as we mentioned, the AAC. Not a lot of people pay attention to that. But these are two of the best teams uh, in that conference, Cincinnati and Central Florida. But it's a great day. Your Twins play at 6. They do. Uh, looking forward, certainly, to that one and recapping everything when I get home this evening, though. No, you're not going to try and stay away from the scores. You have no chance. No, I don't think so. I think no that'll chance. be too difficult to do. So, yeah, because I won't get home probably till about 1130. Well, and you're wearing your Twins gear, so somebody's yes. going to stop you. Right. So, hey, nice win, huh? Right. Or, ooh, <laughs> rough one. Boy, that stunk tonight, didn't he? They had him, too. Oh, no. no. You're making me nervous already. But starts today to one, and... I'm going to guess most people in our listening audience, even if you're a big baseball fan, hasn't seen a whole lot of Tyler Glass now. Mm-hmm. Guy's incredible. Yeah. Now he's been banged up. Right. Hasn't pitched a ton this year. Right. He was he the kid? I'm pretty sure he was. He came in the um, Archer oh trade. God, RJ Archer to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. trade. It's unbelievable. Yes. And this what was he? Wasn't he seven and zero to start the year before he got hurt? Is that what it was? I yeah. think he was seven and zero. Something crazy like that before he got hurt. Yeah, the Chris Archer deal did not work out well no. uh, by, by any means. Um, and this is another uh, rub-your-nose-in-it type of thing. If there's anybody that can go toe-to-toe with Verlander, this is probably the guy I left in the so. American League side, at the very least, of the playoffs. I'm rooting for Tampa, even though a Houston well, Yankees yeah, ALCS would be incredible. Yeah, I kind of with you, Trent. I'm, I'm good with new blood, too. Yeah. I know that the television numbers will be down. We'll be watching. We'll, of course we will. And we'll hear about, oh, what the baseball's dying. Yep. You know, with, when it's Tampa Bay going up against, I don't know. Minnesota. In yeah, the when ALCS. the ALCS, yeah, that's the, those numbers will be in the in the uh, tank. But you know, then it's a a Tampa Bay, Atlanta Nationals, Tampa Bay Washington. I mean, there could be some stinkers, and clearly the network wants uh, Fox wants well Dodgers versus Yankees, mm-hmm. right? But if they don't get it, say la vie. I'm right there with you. So there's game one, game two. Cards trying to bounce back, as mentioned. We'll have it here on KXNO. Cards trying to bounce back. Tried cards uh, make, trying to take another one. If that happens. Series over? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they absolutely. get a 2 nothing lead going I don't back think the Bra- two. I don't think the Braves are going to win three in a row. I don't. And Flaherty today. I yeah. mean, just the way this set up for them. How awesome is that? Cardinals fans got to be so excited today. They should be, Trent. I mean, they were on the edge of their seat in the ninth inning, but that adds to it a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Um, that that's good drama in those games, the way, that, the way that thing played out. And then the night game last night, I was more into the football game. As was I. Uh, because it was such an entertaining game. Boy, those two teams play each other tough. I've been saying this for years. And again, I can, and he still continues to be 
at that level. I, I've never seen a quarterback throw the ball a deep ball more accurately than Russell Wilson. The way he drops balls in that that touchdown to Lockett last night, running to his now Lockett made a hell of a catch. Let's yeah, be yeah. honest. I mean that was a that's as good a catch you're going to see all year. But think about where the quarterback began under center, runs a little to his right, comes back all the way to his left, uh, and and drops that one into Lockett. Uh, that uh, catch down the field, that long ball to the tight end. Um, Name escape Pilkey or something like that. I don't even know. I don't know his story. Uh, he was hurt all of last year. Um, used to be a defensive tackle or defensive lineman, defensive end, I think, uh, with with the Huskies in Washington before he changed positions. But Russell Wilson throwing the ball down the field mm-hmm. as accurate as you're going to find in the NFL. I think of all times. I really do. Cooper Cup. No. Oh. How about that guy? Yeah, but he had a big drop late in the football he game. He did. Yeah, and that's uncup like very much so. But just his precision. How fast he actually is mm-hmm. in and out of those breaks. You know, the touchdown, he just turned around and sat. That, that was an easy one. But yeah. th- there was one play, it was a crossing route, and just seeing him pulling away from the nickel corner and, and how good he is. Mm-hmm. It looked like Goff, he's been taking a lot of slings. Going into the game, they were talking about the number of fumbles that he had. Hand size became some of the uh, the talking points. And again, that was happening back, oh, going back a couple of years in the NFL draft. And, and his hand, not as big as most quarterbacks. So that was a conversation there. I thought he played pretty well, though. O- overall, yes, in Seattle, playing in that environment, yep. I thought he played at a good level. Though the Rams, obviously, you'd love their line to make that kick. I think I'm higher on the Rams. Well, didn't you think he was going to make that kick, too? I did, yes. I mean, this, this is uh, Legatron, is that what they call him? Greg the leg. Uh, Greg the leg, and he's got a leg. I mean, this guy, 50-plus, he's had some big kicks. That one I thought was a cinch. I thought, mm-hmm. you know what? They're going to get out of here with the win. And you had to be you – know, that you know, as a guy who had a ticket on that game. Yes. I mean, you couldn't turn the TV off. What was there left in the football game after they got like 15 seconds? Something like that, yeah. By that point. But, yeah, it was a great night. Great day of sports. Third and 15. They had the penalty. Oh, they get some yards Ooh. back. Zerline, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disley, not Presley. Disley. Disley. Um, Seahawks 4-1 now. Are they a that con- division, Trent. Are they a contender yes. to win the a- NFC? Can they win the NFC? Y- yes. Russell Wilson is yes. taking a step forward. And, that, and that's, that's the reason why they can win the NFC. They finally had to pay him. Uh-huh. And with it, that means you're not going to have the same mm-hmm. kind of depth around your team. That's very true. I'm with you. I like Seattle. That was my kind of dark horse pick coming into the year. I remember you saying that. And Ninety I, I to one much. for my Kansas City versus Seattle Super Bowl future that I have the ticket on. That's what you've that. got. So it doesn't matter who wins as long as those two teams. Those get two there. teams get wow, there. Ninety to one. That's a big problem. How about Chris Carson running the football last night? Yes, he looked. He good. ran hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely did. And Gurley, if he gets a little blocking, he's all right. Yeah, he's, he's not probably the back that they paid for. Where was he? Because I don't play fantasy football. Did, was he? Is was he still this year going into it? Because David Johnson last year was the guy, right? right. And he yeah. missed the entire season for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, was, was Gurley as, as sought after in fantasy drafts this year as he normally would have been? I mean, you go back to the playoffs last year, right? And we, he was clearly hurt. Mm-hmm. Did that fear linger over to fantasy players? It did. He was still a first rounder for most everybody, rounder? but yep. he wasn't the top pick. Mm-hmm. He wasn't at the top. And most list. years, he would have, at the bare minimum, been in consideration for that, right? right? Yes. So I, he's fine. Yeah. 
Speaking of fantasy, DraftKings is a big fantasy provider. They mm-hmm. are also, uh, as of today, in the state of Iowa. And uh, congrats to uh, uh, to Wild Rose Casino. They sponsored the studio here in DraftKings. And Wild Rose, their partnership on sports wagering goes live as of today. I'm not certain of the time. I know we have the day right. Uh, if you're... In the Jefferson area, apparently Carroll's really close to that, 30 miles or so away from Carroll. And again, I'm flaunting my eye with geography, which usually gets me in trouble. Um, but uh, so Carroll's in the vicinity. Clinton opens today. I don't believe Emmitsburg is, which is up uh, near the Minnesota border. And I'm assuming that will be coming soon. But DraftKings now joins the list of sports books who are uh, providing their services in our fine state. And it looked very good. Saw a picture of it. Looks pretty sharp out there. Well, it's there. in the big... Um, they had a a coach's restaurant in there. Sports bar type thing. Sports bar type thing. And they built it the way that they did and the size that they did in anticipation of one year sports wagering was going to come to the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously um, we know that it did. And, yeah, I've seen pictures of it as well. It certainly looks good. And they go live today, so hats off to DraftKings and Wild Rose. And if you're in the area, in either of those areas, and you haven't signed up and you're looking for a provider, if you've been waiting for DraftKings, wait no more. They are here. Busy show today, Trent. Uh, NFL-wise, let's just do a quick hit on that because I don't think we're going to have too much more time to get back into the NFL. Uh, five-star game of the, I mean, the five-star game of the week is clearly uh, one of two late games on Sunday afternoon: the Packers uh, and the Cowboys. Strange that there's only two. Late games, I think it is, and maybe just because of the two teams that are involved here, they just said the heck with it. We're going to put everything yeah, there. Bye weeks are also starting to trickle in. Detroit, right. Miami are off this week, so there's another component. Mm-hmm. You have a London game. I don't think that plays in, and it's a London game that's going to be played at noon our time, right. as opposed to and next week it goes to eight. Correct? Yes, the early kickoff will be happening next week. But yeah, overall, I, I think it's the right move. I mean, everybody, most everybody that's just a football fan wants to watch that game. Mm-hmm. If it gets out of hand, well, you only have one other option, and it's your Broncos. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, the Chargers hopefully will take care of business. And uh, what's the name of their stadium? I don't even remember. It's a soccer stadium. I it is. There's a, there's a uh, a corporate. I don't. I, it doesn't matter for the purpose of the conversation. Um, what else this, for this? I mean, the Sunday Nighter's good. Indianapolis and mm-hmm. Kansas City. You've been on this Colts team. Are I have you been. still. Going to dabble with them. What's the number? 11, 11 and a half, I think. Right in that range. I think the Colts are going to do, be due for a bounce back here. Doesn't matter, though. Sometimes just Kansas City gets rolling. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can do. And they have not covered the last two weeks. They haven't. Is it back in Kansas City? Finally, it all comes together. Wondered, yeah. Something to keep an eye on weather wise, too. What's it like down in Kansas City? Maybe a wet track, something like that. Yeah, you know what? Let me, let me look. Uh, I'm not sure, and I've just got the Des Moines in front of me, but I thought, though, that it was supposed to move out of here. And so, now it's just overcast, overcast on Sunday. So maybe, okay. maybe. Um, yeah, perhaps. Boy, it's supposed to start raining tonight at midnight and go right through game kickoff tomorrow, as we said in names. That's brutal. They need to catch a break. And uh, one more on the NFL. How about the Vikings going out to New York and what's happened with Stephon Diggs? Yeah, so he's going to play, right? I he mean, is. He, 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 didn't, uh, he didn't show up for practice. It was non-injury related Wednesday. Met the media yesterday. Is, you know, he clearly wants out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how many others do. Kirk Cousins, Trent, is... What was their biggest mistake? Well, the Herschel Walker thing didn't work out. No, it did not. I'm trying to figure out. I'm sure that they've blown another one, but that seemed at the time 84 guaranteed, 84 million 
guarantee. I mean, you're attached to this guy. This is your guy going this is forward. Your guy. And he has shown the same thing we saw in Washington. And the thought process was a guy that's put up good numbers. You get a good team around him, he's going to take a step mm-hmm. forward. He hasn't. He's been the same guy he was in Washington. Good stats against bad teams. I think Chase Daniels is a better quarterback because you try and rank the quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFC North. I mean, we certainly know the one in Green Bay and Detroit are better. Uh, but Chase Daniel, I mean, I don't know. Is he? It's not crazy to think like that. I don't believe. It doesn't feel What's that behind way. behind Kirk Cousins? Is it the kid from Oregon State? It's, uh, Mannion? Oh, is that who it is? I think it's Mannion. Okay. It's not Slaughter. Slaughter got cut. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, he, he got cut, and I want to say he ended up in Arizona. He was the best quarterback in Denver training camp two years ago when they gave the job to um, Paxton Lynch and okay. Case Keenum, and they cut Slaughter, and he was the best quarterback in training camp. He ended up uh, with the Vikings, and the Vikings I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Sean Mannion. It is Sean Mannion. Is yeah. it? Yep. Oregon State, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, take a time out. Dylan Montz joins the program next. We'll preview TCU and Iowa State. We'll do likewise with... Uh, Tom Cakert, Michigan and Iowa. Uh, we'll get to Tom about 10.45. Busy 11 o'clock hour. A couple of, of uh, NFL hits. Uh, Nick Athen will join us on the Chiefs. Uh, Dave Sinekin will join us on the Packers. Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football. We'll give you a chance to win some klaxons before we do our picks. And let's get your pick in at kxno.com. Please visit the contest page. It's very simple and it's a hell of a prize. You don't need to come and pick them up. We're going to email them to you. If you got total points in tomorrow's Michigan-Iowa game, closest without going over, you're going to get two tickets to see Penn State, Iowa, sold out, under the lights, Kinnick Stadium, one week from tomorrow. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. Lauren Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. KXNO.com. Click the podcast link. Uh, there you can uh, win an opportunity, win some tickets to Penn State versus Iowa next Saturday, courtesy of Dr. Stephen Fuller, FullerDental.net. Contest link. You said podcast. Did I say podcast? Contest link. Maybe that's why we're having so few Very watches. well could be contests is where you go, KXNO.com. That idiot told me to click the podcast. No, click the contest link. Thank you, Trent. Clean up on L2. <laughs> uh, Dillamont, James Tribune. Let's get him in here as we talk Iowa State, TCU. Uh, big spot tomorrow, but looks as though it's going to be a sloppy track. Boy, the rain, uh, the weather, I mean, it's a story, Dylan. I hate to start weather-wise when, uh, on the eve of a Big 12 football game, but, man, it's been a story this year. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing, the misfortune that Iowa State has had so far with its home games. And, it, yeah, I mean, people can, um, you know, kind of shoo away the weather, I guess, in, in terms of the conversation. But uh, it does change how both teams can play. Uh, Iowa State, you know, it'll be more of a ground control game probably if it's raining and the ground is sloppy. So, um, you know, as we all know, Iowa State's kind of struggled to run the ball this year. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what kinds of uh, runarounds they can get with with that kind of um, field in, in that game. Max Duggan going to be making his return to the state of Iowa. Council Bluffs, Lewis Central kid. He was a national recruit. He had offers from all across the country. And going back to when he made his commitment to TCU, I think it was a surprise to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Dylan, uh, do you know how, I know Iowa State was involved, how involved they were in his recruitment and, and anything you heard, the decision to go to TCU with some of the offers that he had. 
Yeah, it was an interesting recruitment, and Iowa State was in on him. Uh, you know, Matt Campbell was even asked about that this week, and he remembers going down to see him and just the, the interactions that he had. He, he was he was the kind of kid that they like in terms of his mentality, um, the way he plays the game, his his ability obviously really stood out, and he's a coach's kid as well. So um, he had kind of all the intangibles that – that Iowa State kind of looks for in, in those types of guys. And, um, yeah, TCU is maybe not um, at the forethought of people during the recruitment when, it, you know, who else is looking at him. With Nebraska, I think, was and was Iowa looking at him at one point as well? I'm not certain. Okay. Uh, but, uh, anyways, a uh, really talented kid. And, um, you know, obviously he had to be to, to go and play at TCU right away. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do on Saturday. You know what he hasn't done is that's make a mistake. He hasn't turned the ball over yet, at least through the air. I'm not sure if he's you know coughed one up when he's tried to make uh, or extend a play or a called running play for him. Um, but he he hasn't like he's not throwing a ton of touchdowns. I think the ratio is seven TDs, no picks, which isn't bad. And I think he's getting better. But I say that Dylan, knowing that he's coming off a you know that Kansas team was plain and simple overmatched uh, last weekend. They got beat against SMU, and SMU is a top twenty five team there. So uh, that one wasn't a, you know, I guess not a, uh, came out of the blue, I guess. SMU's pretty good this year. Duggan's been all right in, in his freshman campaign. Yeah, and they haven't really asked him to do too too many crazy things. Uh, TCU, the way they've been able to run the ball is kind of taking care of what they want to do offensively. Um, they've been running for, I think, 275 yards a game. So uh, the quarterbacks have have not really had to open things up. And so if somebody is able to go stop the run on them, it'll be really interesting to see how their, their offense changes because that's kind of the one concern I think for them is, um, you know, when those guys have to drop back and pass and, and when they're looking out to their weapons on the outside, who, who steps up. Joined right now by Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. Dylan, as you go through this Iowa State team, you talk about the running game. The other thing has been the pass rush on the other side of the football Jaquan Bailey looks like he's going to be out for a while. They've been able to apply pressure coming from different angles, and a lot of times it's coming from the safety position and Eisworth and different things like that. What else are they going to be able to do? What else do you expect to see? And certainly in wet conditions, pass rush for those defensive linemen becomes even more difficult. Yeah, I think you'll probably have to have help over the top. Um, the linebackers will have to be really involved. And Orion Vance has been that guy for, for Iowa State so far. He has five and a half sacks. Um, that leads FBS linebackers. So he's been really active and just, uh, you know, kind of all over the field. And, you know, Mike Rose has played some outside and inside. Bobby McMillan has come in and played some inside and outside. Uh, Marcel Spears is really physical. You're going to need Eisworth, who um, – you know, he's he's shouldered a lot of responsibility, and he's all over the field as well. He's going to have to provide help over the top. So I think when the pass rush is, may, pass rush is maybe neutralized a little bit because of weather, um, you got to have um, guys in the back end or guys in your mid-level come up and provide support. And, um, you know, it'll be important still for Ray Lehman to clog up the middle. Uh, Zach Peterson will have to contain the edge. And he wants Enrique will have to be a little bit more active as well. But uh, those guys uh, right behind him are going to have to to provide some assistance as well. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune is our guest. Dylan, I'm glad you mentioned Bobby McMillan. It jogged my memory. You wrote a really good piece uh, on him a couple of days back and just what he's gone through to finally get on the field in, in his senior season. Seemingly every team's got one of these guys, but this is a pretty good story, uh, Bobby McMillan and his long journey to get the playing time that is finally upon him. Yeah, he's he's had kind of a rough go of it with, with injuries uh, as a redshirt freshman. 
Um, he played in uh, five games, but um, suffered an ankle injury. He was out for the year. Came back in 2017 and played in all 13 games. Was really key on special teams and, um, you know, was poised maybe to get into the rotation a little bit more last year, um, but was uh, suffered a torn ACL in the second game against Oklahoma, so missed the entire year there. Uh, but uh, he said that he just kind of had to stay the course a little bit and being involved in the meeting rooms and having young guys in there like Mike Roser or Ryan Vance really helped him keep in, keep himself engaged while he was uh, working through his own rehab. But he's been out there a ton at, at linebacker, and sometimes he goes um, a little bit unnoticed because of guys we're more familiar with, like Marcel Spears or Rose or Vance. But um, he's he's been really key in that rotation and, and been productive as well. So, uh, yeah, th- those kinds of stories are always cool to see kids that stick it out and, and are able to go finally have success and, and play to the level that maybe they thought they could uh, from the get-go. Will McDonald's a guy we talked about late in the summer. Uh, a big impetus for that was the article by Bruce Feldman over at The Athletic in his Freaks column. Guy that really hadn't played very much up until that point. Stayed under the four-game threshold a year ago. He moves from line, defensive line to linebacker. Now back listed at defensive end. What can you tell us about Will McDonald? Certainly a guy physically we know they're very excited about. Yeah, I think it's just been kind of an... Uh a thing where they've just tried to find where he fits best, what what his skill set can service them best for. And, um, you know, he worked a little bit at Sam Linebacker. Um, he was talked as a guy that could start at will um, before they did the shuffle and started Vance in the middle and Mike Rose moved outside. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's been interesting because he is kind of, I don't know if you want to call him a tweener, but he could play a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the defensive line is probably his best spot, especially if he can add weight. Um, in the off season, and for now, I think they're just trying to um, use his athleticism there and and see if he can get some pass rush there too. And it's it's going to be more important, even if um, you know Jaquan Bailey. He sounds like he will be sidelined this weekend, and then um, you know if if that extends for for a while, you're going to need depth there and and the guy that can go out, um, you know, who had been in the position before. And even though Will McDonald's a young guy. Um, he was familiar with what they want to do on the defensive line. So having him back there, I think, makes sense. And it'll be interesting to see now um, if he's solidified there a little bit more, if he can get in the rotation and what kind of production he can have. You know, on Jaquan Bailey, Dylan, if if indeed this is something that is going to linger, and those whispers are certainly out there. I think Campbell called him, what, questionable to doubtful or something like that uh, when you guys met with him earlier this week. But he's he's never burned his red shirt. I mean, he played as a freshman. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he did. And and has you know, stayed on the field through a sophomore, junior. And so he's played four games this year, which is that magic threshold. If it looks as though this is going to linger into, into November, Boy, you'd hate to leave with, um, you know, he didn't have a sack this year, and this guy was right on the precipice of breaking the sack record. Guess you know where I'm going here, Dylan. That's a good point. What What do you think could happen there? Might, might this be a decision, uh, you know, to, to come back for one more year, knowing that this one didn't work out? Yeah, it, it'll be really interesting. Um, he did play as a true freshman in 2016, so he does ha- still have that year intact. And um, he got injured in the, the fourth game of the season, which is the threshold to – you know, maintain your redshirt ability. So, um, yeah, and his brother redshirted his first year, so he was he would be coming back regardless. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if not only if Jaquan wants to come back, um, you know, but how long this could go on. If it goes on and 
for the next you know six, seven, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the entire regular season and and then just the bowl game. So there's going to be a lot of decisions I think they have to weigh. But it, it makes sense to me, especially given his brother and I know how close. Uh, they are, but um, you know, really hard to get inside the mind of a kid. But sure. um, you know, if, if they're telling him it could be a while, um, the possibility is on the table, which would give a really big lift uh, to that defensive line next year if he did come back. Given what they lose with uh, Jamal Johnson and, and Ray Lima, those types of guys. No doubt about it, Dylan. Last thing for you: the key to Iowa State putting one in the win column tomorrow is what? I think they got to be able to stop the run. Um, obviously, scoring points is big, and um, you know we, we talked a lot about the offense stalling in, in the plus territory. But I think if they can stop TCU's run, force those guys into some bad situations um, in, in the passing game, I, I think it'll give themselves opportunities for short fields uh, and be able to go, um, you know, go kind of operate the way they want to. So I think that's probably the biggest thing in my mind. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com. We'll talk to you on Monday about this time. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate it. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Yeah, good to talk to Dylan Montz, Ames Trib, AmesTrib.com. Biggest game in the Big 12, Trent, TCU, Iowa State, Baylor, K-State, Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Kansas. I know during our TV show you uh, like Texas a lot. Something's, I like the pick. Something stinks with that, that number's line. going down. Yes, something is weird going on there. Keep an eye on that one. I'm not coming on. I'm going. I'm going to play it in uh, in our picks later on. You are. Yeah. You're staying with it, even with the funky line. It's weird. Changes. I agree with you. Good slate though at the Big Twelve. After last week was pretty light. Mm-hmm. Really good slate. A lot of good games. A lot of solid games throughout this one, and certainly can make that argument. Uh, speaking of Duggan, Max Duggan. Mm-hmm. You know what his offer list? This is from Rivals. You ready for this? Lay it on me. Arizona State, Iowa State, Indiana, K-State, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Nebraska, Carolina. How about Georgia? Well, but it gets better from there. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oregon, Penn State, Tennessee. Holy crap. And I he, didn't realize that. And he picked TCU. That's yeah, a weird one. He's playing as a freshman. Yeah, that maybe that's something to do with it. He looked at the roster. Yes. He's coming back and uh, wanted to play. And he's going to play. He's going to start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um. Boy, that is an impressive offer list. I didn't realize it was seven to nothing TD to INT ratio, yeah, yeah. but fifty-two percent passing. Right, right. That's the bugaboo. And did I hear TCU's fumbled like fourteen times this year? Have They've I? only lost five. I think I heard John Walter say that. Wow, fourteen fumbles. Well, remember but number five. one, Ragor. He is a NFL receiver, and mm-hmm. he's going to be an NFL first. I think probably first or second round. Anyways, very early pick next year. He's a hell of a player. I'm uh, good on special teams, too. I, t- I took one back to the house for can- against Kansas last week. Uh, Tom Cakert next. Miller and Condon until noon. Uh, contest continues. KXNO.com. Click the contest link. Simple. You want to win tickets to Penn State versus Iowa. Total points in tomorrow's Michigan-Iowa game. If you're closest without going over, those tickets will be yours, and they will be emailed to you. We're back with Tom Cakert next. 14 14- October 8th. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. KXNO.com, contest link, win tickets to Penn State, Iowa. Simple. Total points, closest without going over in tomorrow's Michigan-Iowa game. The total in the game, according to the odds makers, is 47. Tom Kaker, HawkeyeReport.com, is traveling to Ann Arbor. He is in the vehicle right now, and Tom joins us. Tom, we know you like to dabble in point spreads, but once you leave state borders, you can no longer bet on your app. 
Did you fire before you hit the road? I, I fired before I hit the road. Because I, I, I normally like to wait until Saturday morning to kind of just really knuckle down and have to do something. And unless I really just love something that you have to get, like, uh, you know, just like if somebody would have still um, had that, that Purdue Penn State line when it was at 16, I would have mm-hmm. been all over that, you know, but it's, no, it's 28 or something. Jeez. So not as interesting. Not as interesting. But, um, yeah, so I had to uh, get firing this morning. Uh, Tom, this game for it just feels like it's a big game, doesn't it? Maybe it's Michigan. Uh, it's eleven o'clock. It's the big house. It's it just has the feel of a heavyweight fight. It does, and it it feels that way because it's just gigantic for both teams, and in so many ways because. You know, if you're looking at it from Iowa's perspective, they've gotten off to a 4-0 start. If you know that Wisconsin's looming in November, and if you want that to mean something, and if you want this to be one of those special Iowa seasons under Kirk Ferentz that we've seen, you got to get this one, and you got to get next week, and then it just kind of sets things up for it. Um, and if you're Michigan, boy – it just seems like the weight of the world is on Jim Harbaugh in that mm. program right now. And if, and if they lose this game, it just feels like that whole house of cards is coming down. And um, so it's just gigantic. Now you got you know, a national Fox game. You got Gus Johnson on the call. It's just, it's got all the feel for it. Big game. It, it does. It has everything going into it. And at least with my perspective, Iowa feels like the better team. They feel like they're certainly playing much better top to bottom than this Michigan team. What concerns you? What concerns you on the Michigan side, this wounded bear coming in and playing at home in the big house? Just that, that they are that the, the cornered Wolverine can be pretty mean, <laughs> nice. you know, and then, uh, um, you know, but the thing that I can't unsee from Michigan is two things. One, they got punched in the mouth in Madison. Mm-hmm. And they turtled up. They yep. got in the shell, and they just went away. Um, and that's a concern. Um, you know, if you follow boxing, you see a guy that just kind of gets punched in the mouth, and then he just he's not the same. He's a tough guy until he gets punched in the jaw, and then he's not anything. And he, there's is the residue from that. The other thing that you worry about if you're Michigan, and, and you like if you're Iowa, they have been um, Michigan has been a turnover machine on offense. They've uh, I think 12 fumbles this year, lost seven of them. Um, and Iowa doesn't turn the ball over. And if it's a close game and a tight game, that's one of those stats that I always look at is which team is putting the ball on the ground or, or throwing picks and which team is not. And that can be the difference in a game. No doubt about it. Uh, the quarterback, Shea Patterson, Tom, I thought he was going to have a better senior year than he's put together. He's got some. He's got obviously a few, uh, a number of games to turn this around and make it a special final year. But so far, that hasn't been the case. And you know, I can't get too excited about last week's game against Rutgers. Uh, prior to that, this guy has not been good. He's not been the quarterback that most people believed was as big a reason as any as, as a Michigan was finally going to knock Ohio State off. He hasn't been that guy no he, he wasn't last year he's not this year now he had some injury issues but he's got an oblique issue from what i was told that's been bothering him uh and and that's going to be a factor here you know the best news that iowa got 
all week was that Bill McCaffrey's not going to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last thing Iowa wants to see is another member yep. of uh, the uh, <laughs> right. McCaffrey clan on a football field, I think. so. And he's probably their best quarterback. I think so, and too. I just, uh, and, and just watching them a little bit, they seem to move the ball better with him in the game. So uh, I'm, you know, uh, I hated seeing him get that hit at Wisconsin, but uh, from an Iowa perspective, you got to be happy that he's not going to play. Wide receivers on the outside for Michigan. Iowa continues to be banged up in the defensive backfield. Julius Brents, though, back practicing. Mm-hmm. What about Matt Hankins? Do we consider him out at least as we know it right now? Yeah, I think he's uh, just based on what Kirk said during the week. He hasn't practiced yet, so I I think that hamstring is just not ready to go. Uh, so they'll rely on B.J. Johnson. They get Kayvon Merriweather back, but he probably won't start. Uh, but you've got more assets back there now that you can uh, you can put on the field. So that's a positive for Iowa. But you know, Michigan got uh, their one of their best uh, players, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, back a couple weeks ago, and I think he really makes a big difference with their offense. Uh, so uh, you know they they're getting him back in the mix and getting him some more targets too. They've got a ton of talent. They do. It's just uh, uh, the big key for me is can Iowa finally get some really sustain pressure and get some sacks and get to Shea Patterson and to uh, Ken Iowa run the ball. Michigan has been, uh, you know, a four-pack of Charmin sauce up uh, up the gut against teams that can can run the football. And if Iowa can establish that run, it's going to be a good day for Iowa. Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. You know, the receiving core of Michigan, that's what worries me a little bit about this game. You know, the is the secondary, quite honestly, uh, for the yep. Hawkeyes. With I, I really like Bell. I'm glad you brought up Peoples-Jones. He's back. Collins is, you know, he's a big play threat. He's had a couple of those already. Doesn't catch a ton of balls, but when he does, uh, he's usually going to do some business in the uh, yards after catch. Receiving core versus secondary, that's the key to me in this football game. Yeah, that's uh, if Iowa can prevent big plays. I th- I think that's uh, you know because that's the only thing that's really worked against Iowa this year uh, from an opposing team uh, standpoint. Is you saw what Iowa State did? They hit on a couple of big plays, and that that's how they got their points. Uh, sustained drives. Iowa has not been very generous to opposing teams, so um, I, I think that's just the, the huge key, and that's kind of the whole predicate behind. Uh, uh, you know, Phil Parker's defenses just don't give up uh, the explosive plays. Over to some basketball as we wrap up here. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. It was Big Ten Basketball Media Days this week. Obviously not the same buildup that we have for football. And kind of snuck up, but certainly on me. Iowa picked eighth in the preseason media poll. Surprised certainly to see that. The window open for Jordan Bohannon to return. Fran talked about that. But my, my biggest takeaway Fran McCaffrey going all hyperbolic to a different level. John Stockton equals Jack Nungy. <laughs> <laughs> he loves those things, doesn't he? And I, I think of people like you who just love that stuff. Uh, I love it. <laughs> because he's just that way. Yep. Uh, the Bohannon thing is, I'm just, I'm real curious. I still don't think Jordan's going to play. Uh, that That's where I would place my uh, wager, if you okay. will, on, on things. But I, I don't think he's going to play, but I think I think he's going to get tempted to play because he's just such a competitive kid, and if he's probably feeling better, and he's thinking, ah, maybe I can go. Uh, but I I still kind of think he's going to going to sit out um, this year. We'll see. And yeah, every year here's another annual from Fran. 
every year he says that the league is the toughest it's ever been. <laughs> One of these years he's going to be right. Well, you know what? It might be this year. Yes. They've been good. I'm not knocking the Big Ten. It's I love Big not Ten as tough. It's not as tough as, as uh, last year. It's just not. It's uh, Michigan State and... And that's it. Uh, Tom, let me ask you this. When, you know, fast forward to February. You only got 20 seconds left here. But when Bohannon is making that decision, he's going to look at the standings, right? I mean, that's all. What, wouldn't you think that's what it's going to be predicated on? Yeah, well, I think if he's going to. If he's going to play this year, he's going to make that decision sometime in November. Is that early? Going to wait? Yeah, I, I think it's it's he's going to be. He said it's going to be. I want a full season or nothing. Well, good. So he's going to make that decision early on. Good stuff. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport dot com. Travel safe, Tom. We'll talk to you next week in advance of Penn State, Iowa. Perhaps game day if all things go according to plan. Thanks, Tom. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport dot com. Making his way over to Ann Arbor. Nick Athen and Dave Sinekun will join the program on the other side as we do a little NFL segment here. Chiefs, Colts, Packers, Cowboys, huge. Bama Bob, Trent, and I go around college football, give you an opportunity to win some barbecue. Our picks before noon. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.